0: Really quick, before we get started, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast or followed the ortho plug on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, please do so. And while you're at it, if you can leave a review on the podcast, that would be amazing and would really help us out a lot.
1: I have this analogy, it's called the pancake analogy, essentially like you're giving pancakes every day and you have to eat your pancakes every day because the day you take off, your pancakes will stack and eating up uh, 35 pancakes in one day is just not feasible. So certain things end up not getting ate in that same context is just the the power of consistency you know so like putting in work every day i think is really where people separate
0: themselves hello and welcome to episode six of the Orthoplug, the podcast where i get to speak with some of the most successful inspiring and really just coolest orthopedic surgeons in the country and one of the things that makes them particularly special is they either come from underrepresented backgrounds or they are actively supporting those that do This is an amazing episode where I had the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Abraham Banko, a PGY-3 orthopedic surgery resident at Dell Medical School at UT Austin. You've probably seen him on YouTube on his channel, Ambitious Abe. And if you haven't, now you have something to do after listening to this podcast, because he has been providing wisdom and advice for medical students for a few years that has been absolutely incredible. This conversation is no different, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this episode. We got another amazing guest here, PGY3 at Dell. Dr. A Banko man, so, so blessed, honored to be able to speak with you today. Huge inspiration to me, started a YouTube grind myself, partly because of watching your grind, seeing the impact that you are having, seeing how you are inspiring people. You're continuing to inspire people. Super, super honored to have you join the show, man. Thank you. Of course, thanks for having me. And you, you on the right side of 1911. You a noob. Um, I, w- I was meaning to connect, so I'm happy that we were able to do that here. So, so this is this is awesome. One of the things that I like to start with is just kind of get in the story because a lot of the people that listen to the podcast um, come from underrepresented backgrounds, come from backgrounds similar to the people who are joining the show. So I would love if you can just kind of take us back to what started your interest into medicine, what ultimately got you going into orthopedics. I know that you're Nigerian and you rep that hard. And I know that, you know, from my Nigerian brothers and sisters, they talk about, you know, sometimes options are limited, you know, doctor, yeah. lawyer, businessman, finance, engineering, or whatever. Um, so were you, were you pushed into that? Where, where did the motivation come from? And then what ultimately was like ortho for you?
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. So uh, <clears throat> when I uh got into college. I wanted to be an engineer at first uh, because my uncle was an engineer. He lived with us, and I saw him. I saw the process of no, having no money to having money. You know what I mean? So that was, like, all I needed to see. Um, and I was good at math and science, so um, I just wanted to be a chemical engineer. I applied to the engineering school at, at UT. I didn't get into the engineering school. I got stuck in chemistry. So my plans was to transfer into the engineering school, but it didn't really work out for me um, just because of timing. So then I was like, all right, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life. Uh, the, the process with the concept of med school actually was the testing to me, like, four more years of school. I really wasn't with it. Um, but I love sports. So I was like, okay, like, what can I do to put myself around sports? So doing some Google searches, I was like, you know, what, like, I just try to be a sports doctor um, and the reason I wanted to be a doctor is cause if I'm going to be involved in sports, like I just want to shoot for the highest thing. Cause you know, you can be an athletic trainer, you can be a physical therapist, you can do all kinds of things. I was like, well, if I'm going to do more than I'm going to be a doctor, just kind of better myself. And things just kind of worked out for me. Um, undergrad went well, took the MCAT once went well, you know what I mean? So I think my path has, has really have a lot of God's favor. Like because I didn't I didn't plan my life. I couldn't tell you in high school, I'm going to be a doctor, let alone an orthopedic surgeon. You know what I mean? I just, uh, the one thing that I do know that I did, everything that I do, I put my all into it, you know, and then God does the rest. So, mm-hmm. um, things kind of worked out for me. And uh, once I uh, decided I wanted to be pre-med, then I had to take the pre-med classes. Bio 2 went smooth. Bio went smooth. The MCAT went smooth. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> Things are looking up, you feel me? So I just kept going. Um, one of my mentors at UT, Dr. Scales, shout out to Dr. Scales. Um, he's an anesthesiologist. So going into medical school, that's what I wanted to do because he's a boss. He runs the hospital. Everybody respects him. He was telling me about you know his life and how his life looks and he gets paid. And I was like, I right, bet, like anesthesia. And then um, I love kids too, so I was thinking anesthesia repeats. And then in my medical school, I went to the University of Texas, San Antonio, the Long School of Medicine and uh we're assigned a random preceptor so my random preceptor you guessed it was an orthopedic surgeon so like i didn't get to choose that you got kids that you know they want to do ortho from high school and they get stuck with like an endocrinologist you know what i mean just bored out of their mind i got placed with an orthopedic surgeon so i saw a total knee replacement i was like nah this is too live. and it was a wrap from there you know uh like i love the uh, mechanical I love the physics I love the like you know just the the hands-on uh, processes in orthopedics hammer drill saw all of that I do think I would have found my way to orthopedics um, inevitably because it's just my personality I don't think there's another specialty that really just has my personality I'm a previous athlete um, love working out I, I like instant gratification you know like I kind of fit the bro stereotype to a certain extent you know um, and once I seen it, I'm sure I would have like, okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. But like I said in the beginning, like, I think God had a plan for my life. You know what I mean? And there's a reason why my preceptor was an orthopedic surgeon. And then even my process in med school to, you know, match orthopedics, like, wasn't really conventional. Like, um, you know, the reason I made my YouTube channel um, was simply because like my struggles in step one and then. Ultimately, being able to do well in step one, like I wanted to like put people on so that they approach like standardized exams the right way. Because it's not like people, you know, medical students are smart and people don't do well because the approach to the test is all disorganized. You know what I mean? And uh, me and my boy, shout out to my boy, Alex, my best friend in med school. He's a neurosurgeon. He's the person who kind of put me on shape. He's like, bro, like this is how we need to hit it. And I hit it, like, I I follow his um, kind of advice guidance. And what I realized is, like, everybody that did well kind of did the same thing. You know what I mean? But it's uncomfortable to, like, study in that manner, like, active learning, um, doing questions. You know, all our whole life, we've always, like, read a book or read a chapter and then took questions that way. You can't really approach step one like that because it's just too much uh, knowledge, too much information. Um, so that's what motivated my uh, channel. Like, I didn't make a YouTube channel to become a, a YouTuber. I didn't make it to, like, become famous to get paid. I wanted to help the up-and-coming generation, specifically, like, you know, black and underrepresented minorities. Like, look, bro, like, here's the game. You know, if you follow this pathway, if you follow this blueprint, you feel me? You can be efficient with your energy and hopefully do well and then do what you want to do because ultimately, like, You know, we suffer so long in medicine and and, in high school and college to get to med school and and not being able to be the kind of doctor you want to be is just it's depressing. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be a dermatologist, if you want to be an ENT, if you want to be a pathologist, like you should go do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? So that was my motivations for my channel. And I think I was I think for sure have been able to impact uh, the generations after me, uh, which I'm happy with. I've achieved my goal you know right. what I mean? i'm gonna get back on youtube once i'm um further along in residency right now um, it's not really a priority because like there's certain things that you have to be mindful of and i'm not really trying to get like caught up in red herrings and blah, 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 blah. like i'm gonna chill once i control my destiny then mm-hmm. i'm gonna get back on it um it's a great marketing tool tool as well so i'm gonna just kind of jump back on it but my channel grew organically because i was authentic i think and people people respect like oh like i'm not I'm not a, I study all day. I work hard and I study hard when I study, but like, it's like being efficient and um, uh, learning the blueprint. So
0: right. that's a little bit about me. No, I love it, man. I love it. Um, a few things is number one, everybody listening, make sure to pause real quick, go to YouTube, search ambitious, a uh, subscribe and binge watch real quick. If you haven't already, cause it's, it's straight gym, straight heat. So definitely do that. And then, um, Another thing you you were talking about is like, you know, in terms of finding ortho, it's like the, um, you know, I, I've heard find your people, find your specialty. And, you know, you were talking about how you yeah. just kind of fit the mode and even talking about like the upbringing with like the interest in engineering and stuff. Like there's a lot of, you know, biomechanical physics. There's things like that related to orthopedics, previous sports. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do be seeing you work out heavy. I had to go do a few push-ups real quick yeah. over there before I got on here. Sawed in <laughs> because I know, I know you go hard yeah, with man. that. Um I think it's a like a, a huge thing of like once you find the people that you resonate with, like then you'll really be able to like find your specialty. I think yeah. it's a field test ultimately. Like when, once you get in there and you feel it. Um and you were fortunate again with you know God God kind of directing your paths and putting you in positions to get experience to get that field test. Um for you know, which sure. I think is awesome. We briefly mentioned the 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 YouTube thing and I'd love to kind of even piggyback on it a little bit. Um because, you know, for me personally with the YouTube channel, um, you know, you talked about kind of why you started it. Um and the I have a similar thing of like, you know, wanting to incorporate mentorship and using kind of this new age way of being able to do that, to reach people, to, to have a bigger impact like that. Um, I'd love to hear like what benefits have you experienced with it, you know, like, like directly. And then has there been any specific like cons that you've experienced? You, you, you briefly mentioned like, you know, you don't want to get caught up currently with what what you're doing and you're also just like extremely busy, so, you know, for me personally, like, what benefits have you found? And then what things would you kind of say, like, this This, this probably yeah. wasn't the move?
1: For sure. So, um <clears throat> I started my channel my third year in med school, um, I was fortunate enough to go to uh, college, no, med school, San Antonio, that's where Dr. Antonio Webb, you know, Dr. Webb is big on YouTube, he had huge following. And he laced me up with, like, straight game. Like, he was like, look, bro, like, if you're doing this, be careful, because he got into, like, some situations where, you know, if unfortunately like if you know something happens or you don't like perform in a certain thing or you don't score or whatever like people can look to like oh why aren't you performing at the same level as your code, this that and the third you know and unfortunately our straw is a lot shorter than our code, whatever straws you know and we all understand the reasons that be and not be um so it was just like you know like be mindful of that so when i was applying for residency i hit up everything. I ain't talk about my YouTube channel once on the trail. As, as, and it sounds crazy because like, you know, I know that my channel has been impactful, like really, really impactful. You know what I mean? And it's actually something that like, I love mentorship. I, students DM me all the time, like, hey, blah, blah, blah. I may not get to you immediately, but like, I usually set up a time like, hey, bro, let's talk at, Saturday at 4 p.m., you know, I'm, I'm driving to Dallas, I'm driving to Houston, i give you, you know, the opportunity to chop it up with you, because when I was a med student, I was DMing everybody too, you know what I mean? Like, say, bro, you and especially I want to do, like, you know, like, can I pick your brain? So I'm always the type to try to pass it forward and pass it backwards. Um, But, and that's an honorable thing, you know, like, this is who I am, these are the things that, like, motivate me, but, you know, you got to know your audience, you know what I'm saying? You're interviewing with some... Sir, that's sixty-five years old. He, these new kids, this new generation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, right. they, whether it's fair or not, you may or may not be judged. So you have to like, be smart about it, you know. And I think, I think the the further along we get, the more and more the digitalization of society is becoming accepted. and It's like, you know, now you got your attendings like, hey, can you help me set up my TikTok kind of thing? Um, but it's just one of those things where if it could hurt, if it hurt me, and if it could hurt me at any situation i just wasn't gonna deal with it um so it's just it's just kind of like uh you just have to pick your poison you know like i'm i'm myself i don't code switch i talk how i talk i move how i move you feel me i just tone it down <laughs> you know what i mean what i'm but i don't code switch and like you know if somebody was to go through all my youtube videos you very much know who i am quickly you know and and that may be offset to some people you know that's why i was just like i right, like I'm gonna. You're gonna have to get to know me from what I show you, not what you think you of me. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was chilling on it on the interview. But benefits, it's been amazing. Like, <laughs> it's funny. Like, I get people coming to me all the time. Like, hey, Abe. Like, thank you so much. Your 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 uh, videos helped me tremendously. Like, I killed step one. That that's enough. You know, that's like that. Just little dopamine rush. Like, bro, I, good stuff. I'm proud of you, bro. Like, way to like achieve your goals. Um, I had one dude reach out to me. Um, it's crazy. When I rotated at Harvard for my weight rotations, um, one of the guys, he's actually an orthopedic surgeon. Now he's in my my class. Shout out to my boy Tyler. Him and his friend groups watched my videos. They did well. They're like, hey, bro, if you're in the city, pull up. Like, we're going to show love. I was hanging out with them the whole month out there, you know? So I've definitely been able to network from the people I've met on YouTube. Um, I didn't really, you know, it's crazy because, like, now I'm. I'm in residency, like I'm trying to build my financial literacy and things like that. Like I could have monetized my platform and influence a lot more, you know, like with subscriptions, with um uh, like uh uh hey, one on one sessions, da 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 like paid this, paid that. Really could have got the bag, but like again, that wasn't my intent of it. But I you know, i I got monetized, you know, a little bread here, bread there, it never hurts, you feel me? Yep. So Yeah. Um but it, I think the biggest thing is just the impact. Like, I, I know that it's had an impact. I have students DM me all the time. And now that step is going past, so I don't think my videos are going to be like um, that transformational anymore. Cause, but I do think just the, the mentality, you know, will carry on. And even like, People who aren't even in medicine, they're like, "Hey, like, I watch your videos and it motivates me to like put the work in to study for my GRE, study for my GMAT, study for the LSAT." You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, standardized exams—it's it's a, it's a mentality thing. It's like you're not stupid. You know what I mean? Like, if you've gotten this far, you're not stupid. And unfortunately, a lot of us like we are quick to believe the fact that like, oh, this is hard. So once you have that doubt, oh, this is hard. Then it's hard to like do what's necessary to be successful. Just Kobe Bryant. Went to the gym three times a a day, 4 a.m., 9 9 a.m., 12 p.m., because I'm the best, right? If you don't think you're the best, why are you going? Why am I waking up at 4 a.m., right? But when you feel like I'm that guy, I'm him, I'm capable, it's easy to Anki every day. It's easy to, like, all right, I got to do 60 questions every day, whether I knock it or not, because I know I'm him, because I know that if I put that energy in, it's going to pay off, right? So that's my thing is like, is, um, Equipping people's mindset, like bro, like you can do whatever you want to do. Once you believe that I am capable of doing set thing, then like, okay, what needs to be done to do set thing? But you can't do those things if you don't believe you you can. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of like my um I feel like that's one of the impacts I was, I've really been able to like help
0: push forward. Right. Yeah, and and you have done a, yeah. a, a, an incredible job. Even just listening to you talk about it right now, like I feel you know inspired and motivated and driven. Like I'm about to get my U World on right after this, you know, because you you <laughs> you 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 have like that skill of being able to, you know, convey and like um like give energy, you know, through through your words, through the way that you speak, through what you do. Um, and so and I think it's it's really valuable and important for us to be able to have like, especially in this new age where we're gonna be having um, you know, more and more people interested in going into YouTube. Cause I have a lot of people hitting me up too. Like, yo, I'm trying to start my own journey. I'm trying to document my own thing or, you know, X, Y, Z. And, you know, it's going to be a more common thing. And to be able to have people like yourself, you know, do it the right way, know how to navigate, you know, <laughs> when to tone it down, when to turn it up. How to you know talk about it when not to talk about it, all of those kind of things is gonna be important for us moving forward, so I appreciate you sharing that with us. You brought up a great point of like if you are folding in other aspects, then you know the YouTube or whatever else that you're doing is gonna be used as like the excuse for why you're doing that, and then it's gonna be used in a in a negative light and I'd love for you to be able to touch on because a lot of what your content is on YouTube is like how you are either able to like you know honors on your clerkships. You know, do well on step one, step two, all of those kind of things. So I'd love, like, if you can kind of touch on, you know, you mentioned some of those things Anki, getting your questions in, having a mindset, um, but other kind of specific things or just general things that you felt allowed you to succeed in medical school to the point where you were able to, you know, match. You did these crazy away rotations. You mentioned Harvard. I know you went to, I think, Emory, NYU. Um, you know, you were doing your thing. You're at Dell. Um, and while balancing, you know, the YouTube and everything else. Um, so, like, what were some of the yeah. things that you think allowed you to succeed so much in medical school?
1: <clears throat> um, if, you, if you follow me for a little bit, I have this analogy. It's called the pancake analogy. Essentially, like, you're giving pancakes every day and you have to eat your pancakes every day. Because the day you take off, your pancakes will stack. Eating uh, 35 pancakes in one day is just not feasible. So certain things end up not getting ate in that same context is just the, the power of consistency, you know? So like putting in work every day, I think is really where people separate themselves. And now that I'm in residency, like trying to get back on that same, like prep, uh preparing for uh, our, you know, we have the OITE or our annual in-training exam. Um, and just like committing yourself to daily learning, um, I think that's really the big thing I'll say help me uh, do well. There's a lot of different like learning methods, there's a lot of different learning resources. Like pick the ones you like, stick to it, and then eat your pancakes every day. And you may not want to eat, but it's like if I don't eat them today, I'm gonna have to eat them later. You know, I think Anki is a, a great tool in the sense that it's space repetition, so it forces it to stay on the forefront of your brain and if you don't do one day, you have to do two days worth of work. And that's very depressing. Like I've, I've kind of started trying to get, get back on Anki and, and residency. And it's like doing two cards, two days of cards. It's just like you, you do the, you do it. Cause like, if I don't do it today, I'm going to have to do it sometime anyhow, you know, but it just, it, it goes back to that point of consistency. And uh, I think that's really just the biggest thing. My, Methodology in medical school is I did the like Zonki step two. There's a lot of different decks now. I chose a deck. I figured out how many cards a day do I need to do to get through internal medicine, surgery, whatever clerkship I was in. And then um I I generally wanted to get through all of the cards by like week six or or like by seventy-five percent before seventy-five percent of rotation was done. So if it's an eight-week rotation by week six, four-week rotation by week three kind of thing. And then in addition to Those cards, I would try to run through all the URL questions. And then once I did all the URL questions, I always redid the ones I did got wrong. So all the Anki, do the um, questions and whatever clerkship. And then even like step one, if I got it wrong, fool me once, shame on me, you can't get fooled again. So you have to prove that you learned that information. And then by the time you see like I can't even believe I missed this, you know, um and then as many like practice whatever that you can so all the practice mbmes i usually try to pencil them in all the practice questions i usually try to pencil them in but that was really my uh method but it's not the only method that works whatever method works for you just do it consistently Mm -hmm. that's my take-home message
0: no i love that definitely um those pancakes, I feel that especially because I, I use Anki too, and the pancake method definitely, or the the uh you know the idea of eat, eat your pancakes now otherwise they are gonna pile up. I have had those days too where it's like <laughs> I only got through half of my cars today, you know, and then I do that two ta- two days in a row, and then it's gonna be a depressing Saturday or something like that. So <laughs> um, that's sure. a great that's For a great sure. analogy. I love it.
1: Sometimes sometimes it happens, you know. It's okay, you know, but just. Don't let it be a thing where it's like, oh, I just don't feel like it. Like nobody cares. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't feel like feel like it. You know, but it's like, what are your goals? You know, so
0: that has no, to I love that. you more. I love that. Yeah, when when you got your goals solidified, then the consistency gets a little easier. And then honestly, like once I feel like mm-hmm. once you get into the the kind of groove of doing things over and over again, then it's like almost harder to like break like anki like there's like you know the little street counter like i would feel more uncomfortable with my anki street going like breaking than for me yeah. actually being uncomfortable yeah. to sit down and do my anki um so i think building for that sure. skill of consistency and it's, it's it's awesome to know that you you built that in medical school and it's carrying over right now for you in residency i know you're crushing residency you consistently in the gym you know like we already talked about too this like i feel like What like you bring consistency, that idea to everything that you're doing. We briefly touched on on this. Uh you you're doing a few aways and now you're a third year resident, so like you a little over halfway done, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) So you have uh, you know, experienced multiple away rotations yourself. You've probably experienced multiple rotators, you know, coming in to uh UT um, you know, outside of the COVID year, but uh, that's all just to say that you've experienced sub-internships and away rotations yourself and from other people. And so what do you think are some of the things that either you did or that you've seen other rotators do that really makes for a strong rotation?
1: Yeah, How to be a good rotator. That's a good question. Um, so the purpose of away rotation, I think a lot of people, if you understood like what you're being evaluated on, I think it gets a little easier you know, a lot of people think like, oh, I need to like know everything about the book. I need to like know everything there is to know. And you're not expected to know everything you need to know. That's the purpose of residency. You know what I mean? Like, um, but the big thing is just like trying to like figure out, like show that you are a good fit for that program and that you can insert yourself in a way that's, uh, helpful to the team. You know what I mean? So like what Makes a good rotator. Somebody that you know you come onto the rotation. You see the lay of the land. You see how you can input yourself in the layer of the land and see how you can like improve the processes where like you are leave a positive impact on the group that you're in. Like you're acting or functioning as an intern or as a resident, and you're building the confidence and the people around you. Like when this person, Guy or girl comes into our program, we trust that they're going to be able to continue the brand the value the the skills that we want our residents to have um and you know i had a video on this like kind of this is kind of translates to other rotations but like the three a's availability ability and um availability ability and affability or being being able to be like but show up showing up on time like being the first one there being the last one to leave it sounds cliche, but you'll be surprised how many people like don't really value that, and it's just not a good look. Like if you can't commit yourself to coming on time, or if you're trying to leave, you know, when the work isn't done, then like you're kind of exing yourself out, um, and then you know, <laughs> not being annoying. You know, that's that's the hard. That's the, honestly the hardest part about rotations because you know. Everyone has different personalities, you know, even in, within orthopedics, like everybody's not the same, you know, but just like being a good person, showing manners, you know, you're not going to always have like something to talk about with everybody, but just like knowing when's the right time to talk, knowing when's the right time to like not talk, like just like the soft people skills really go a long way. Um, some people try to like show off all that they know at the point where like it. Make somebody else looks bad, like, no, that's not a good look. Cause that means once you get into that program, that's kind of the person you're gonna be. Um, my personal experience is when I was on at Harvard, actually, I was rotating on trauma with my good friend Coco. Shout out to Coco. She's at Harvard now, she's a third year. And um, we had a conversation where, like, look, like we're both on trauma. Let's work together. Let's make sure that everything that needs to be done gets done. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to step on your toes. You're not trying to step on my toes. We both shine, we'll shine together. You know, and, and uh one of the attendings was like we've never seen two students like work this harmonious in a, a way rotation setting, you know what I mean? And it's like they're like, hey, like we want y'all to come here, you know, kind of thing. So I had his support, which was nice. Um, but you know, just doing your job and doing it to the best of your ability. I always tell students to first down a rotation, like, don't like how can I help? How can I help? Like, you don't know anything. You can't help. You know what I mean? Take a take a day, see how the system goes, right? Like they get there at five, they round, then they change dressings. Okay, what was needed to change dressings? This, this, this. Okay, where do you get those materials? Day two, it's like, oh, I already got the materials for y'all. Like, I know that this these dressings need to be changed. Like, okay that guy gets it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or whenever like you're in the, you're in the operating room, you see like, okay, like these are the steps on like how they prepare for the case. This gets done. This gets done. This is gonna This gets done. Um, you walk into the operating room and you're like, okay, we are about to do a a fracture. You don't see the x-rays. Hey, do you mind if I can pull up, do you mind showing me how to pull up the x-ray so I can get the x-ray set up? You know, okay, that's helpful. People think, oh, what are your glove size? Like, Bro, I get my gloves every day. Like, I don't need you to get my glove size. You know what I'm saying? But those are the things that people think are helpful they are actually not really helpful. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, all right, bro, like, you know, like, <laughs> kind of thing. So just really understanding, like, what's impactful and what's not. When I was at Emory, we are hanging out in the car room. You see a, uh, a, a tibial shaft, ankle fracture. It's like, all right, this person's going to need a splint. I don't need the resident to tell me, hey, can you go get the splint? So I'm like, hey. I see that that person needs a split. I'm gonna go get the split stuff ready. Is it like is there anything else you need me to get in addition to that? Like okay, like you see what needs to be done. You recognize what the problem, and you're going to go. You know, make his life easier. At certain programs, you can help with notes. Notes are a great way to help. Like hey, how about I'll go see the patient. I'll go prep the H and P. I'll send it to you to, to finish it. You know, it's like okay, like bet. Like now, I as the resident can go do other things. I'm trusting that you're getting like that history. Obviously, I'm going to go confirm everything. I see that everything is nice and organized. And then from there, it's like, okay, bet. One click, two click, like you've made my life easier. So, like, Mm -hmm. learning how to input yourself, insert yourself into the team, improving the flow, being liked. Like, a lot of, I mean, it's not hard to be. Some people, I mean, some people really just are very weird, you know, and that's a big part of the, that's why people get rotated, you know, like, okay, this person, gives off. He's not a good fit. Unfortunately, everyone's not a good fit everywhere. You know what I mean? Like some programs just don't vibe with what you give and that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad rotator. Like it's good to have seen that in the one month that you spend there than the five years that you would have suffered there kind of thing, you know? So, um, uh, but it's also good to see like, all right, like, um, I've shown this pers- program that like, outside of my application that like, I'm actually the a, a person that they would not mind being around for five years. And that's really the question that people are trying to answer. Like, could we be around this person for five years? Um, so hope that answers the question, but it, it, it's crazy. Like being on the other, being on the other side, man, like some of like the, the horror things you hear about actually happen. Um, I remember I was on one rotation. I'm not going to be too specific, but like mess. Meth- Students are like battling with you to get the bed in a case that they didn't, weren't even scrubbed in. Like, bro, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, the case is done. We got, the, you know, everything is, I'm trying to get the bed, and you're like trying to show, like, oh, I'm helping because I got the bed for the patient. Like, no, you look dumb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, chill. <laughs> you know, people come late, people lie. Like, what are you doing? It's such a like literally. We all have a group text, you know what I mean? It's like a hey, is this person with you? No, or oh, they told me they were with you. Strange. You're done. You've just done yourself from the program because if you can lie at this point, like what can't you lie about? You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
0: So, dang, that's just that's, be a good person. Man. I don't know, man.
1: I I feel like if you're if you've been able to do well in your rotations, like in third year, you'll be able to do well in your away rotations. That that's kind of how i feel about it i feel like people who some people really are just socially awkward but even if you're a socially awkward person i think you still like show that you can improve the flow and that helps you and then the last part i haven't talked about at all the knowledge part like okay there's certain things you, you should know like anatomy like specific to orthopedics like that's something that you've learned anatomy so they expect you to know anatomy um and then if we go over something together, like, oh, okay, like, here are the six dorsal compartments to the wrist, right, and I ask you again three days later, I expect you to, like, be able to regurgitate what we've already talked about, you know what I mean? Like, oh, go learn the this system or that system, like, okay, bet, like, or here are the cases that we're doing tomorrow, like, go read up on them, right? You have to show some effort, too, but you don't. You're not being expected to know every single classification system, every single treatment algorithm, and every single. It's it's too much. It's, that's why residency exists.
0: I think all of those points were were huge, and I think um, you know, I think sometimes people will go into these away rotations, like like thinking too too hard, and 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 I think that's when they get into being either weird, like you said, or trying to be way too extra, trying to steal a bed to do something where they weren't <laughs> even a part of the case or like, yeah. you know, because instead of just trying to be a good human being and insert yourself where you can actually be helpful and help accelerate the workflow and, you know, just be a normal, hardworking human being. Uh, yeah. I think people, people be trying to do too much. Um, and so sure. it's always encouraging to be able to hear somebody who you've seen all of this, you know, you've seen rotators for three years, you were a rotator yourself, um come and and let people know like the like this is what you should go hard on, you know, like observing being able to kind of figure out where you could fit in, getting there before anybody else leaving after everybody else, um you know being prepared for stuff and learning what you were either taught or what you were told to learn. go hard on that stuff and don't go hard on the how can I be helpful twenty four seven always in somebody's ear twenty four seven you know, competing with got, other you rotators. Got, you got
1: med students that follow residents to the restroom. Like, what <laughs> are you
0: doing? <laughs>
1: nah, I'm, I'm I'm serious. Like, <laughs> hey, about to use the restroom. I am coming. You don't have to.
0: You need some help. You don't have to. How can I help yeah. you in the restroom, sir? Nah, it's yeah, crazy. No, so no, nah, it's, it's 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 good. I mean. It's crazy because we do hear the horror stories. And in my mind, I'm like, ain't no way that stuff happens. But you hear it over and over again, so it does. Um, But it's just good for us to be able to hear so that we know it's on the forefront of our mind when we go not to be that guy or girl. Um, Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you. Before we do wrap up, I'd love to hear, again, you're over halfway through residency Um, so you have experienced probably almost all, I I think usually at most schools you, you rotate through and then you re-rotate through. So you probably experienced most of what orthopedic residency has to offer so far. Um, so, you know, before we we go, I just love to hear like, how has residency been for you so far? How has it either met or like veered from the initial expectations that you had going in?
1: Yeah. Um, residence has been awesome. Honestly, yeah. I thank God that I matched Adele. I love my program. Um, my program is unique, I think, in a lot of ways where, um, you know, orthopedics and awesome has been going on for a while. We're a new program. Um, so the, like, <clears throat> the program isn't built on our backs. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. In the sense that we are there to learn. Um, obviously, you do what you need to do, but... Um, the the way it's set up is like it's super efficient, and then they value like your mental health, they value your well being. Um, so that's why I have the time to be in the gym as much as I do. You know, every, a lot of residents don't have that privilege, and I'm grateful that I have that privilege. I'm grateful that I, you know, in a program that supports like your things outside of work. That's like I've been I've been in a relationship since I started residency, and me, and my girl is still going on strong. You know, those are the things that, like my life is happy. So, um, but specific to residency, um, it's been good. Like I'm learning a lot. My confidence has grown tremendously. Uh, my surgical skills have grown tremendously. So did it match my expectations. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends in residency that are on the stage that I'm at. And I think a lot of residents do things that don't actually benefit like you as a future surgeon they do things because they have to do them or because the attendings don't want to do them and there's not i don't have to deal with that as much so i think that's been a pleasant surprise um just seeing like i think our program is kind of the forefronters of what resident education can look like and still work you know um so that's that's i've been pleasantly surprised on um how my life has been able to do because you know you hear about like some programs in 30 hours no post call dah, dah, dah. that's not my life so yeah, it, that's, that. that's been pretty positive yeah. um and i feel like i'm academically like um educationally and surgically on par with you know my cohorts because we we discuss cases all the time i have a Group of like you know people I met on the trail that were still pretty close, and we talk about the things they go through, the things that uh, they have to do, and you know all of our stuff are on par. So it's been good. Uh, I'm I just I thank God that I'm at Dell. I thank God that's where I'm at.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely. If I had to give what my what I expect orthopedic surgery residency to look like is like no life, and and so it's 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 yeah. encouraging to hear that that's not always the case. Um and I got you know an eight month old baby upstairs a wife, um so you know to be able to have life outside of work yeah. is always is always important to me and I I know that it's gonna be a hustle I know it's gonna be a grind like that's part yeah. of I think the training of it you know you got to get the work in to be able to perform um you know you talked about how your skills knowledge confidence all of that grew you know it's by working it's by putting in those hours and those kind of things and so. Um, you know, that's a given, but it is encouraging always to hear. Um, you know, because other people have said that too, that you you can actually have a life. You can't have times where you go and you enjoy time outside of the hospital, enjoy family time, you know, get out, go enjoy time with your other your co resident and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Any any thoughts on uh self specialty? If I had a guess for you right now, my I, I would I would guess for but <laughs> i would yeah. guess sports. i think i
1: think I'm, so i was i was between i was heavily thinking sports so i think i was between sports and joints I'm, i think i'm gonna do joints though if i had to pick right now uh simply because just like from an epidemiology standpoint arthritis is much more common than acl tears and things like that I and mean, arthritis doesn't discriminate you know what i mean black white rich poor doesn't matter like you know, arthritis gets us all. So we live in the aging population. But I think that's how I step by twenty thirty five. Like more half the population will be the older population will be more than the younger population, kind of thing. That's crazy. Um, somebody got Somebody got to take care of these people. Um, lifestyle. Like I, I, I need an elective life. I don't really. I mean, I love trauma. I love trauma surgery. Um, but like OB, I don't like to like. Oh, I have. You walk into the. Uh, the day and you know, either get killed or do nothing. Like I'd like to on Tuesday to know what I got on Friday. Um, I like the surgery, you know, it's the first surgery that I introduced me the orthopedics. I did joints on every single way. Um, and you know, I don't necessarily mind the people say, Oh, you only do two surgeries, but there's a lot more nuance to it, which can like, you know, give you that variety. I also plan to take a lot of call. So I know I have that, uh, uh, it's part of my practice and then honestly I want to be able to kind of do the bread and butter of most things so I'm joints trained but I still have the confidence to do an AC I still have the confidence to do a trigger finger carpal tunnel things like that and it was just kind of go where like my career goes but I think I'm gonna do a joints fellowship just because it just makes a lot of sense and I really enjoy the surgeries
0: that's dope uh no I love it uh Dr. Natalie Escobar Green at Harvard she she was just on the podcast um And uh, she was talking about how joints is where she's going to be going to, and made it sound very, very appealing. Um, I I never she's a piece uh, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I met her
1: when I I rotated there.
0: Cool. Yeah, she's dope. She's super dope. Um, But yeah, she made she made joints seem super appealing too. I'm going in with (laughs) my thought because I have you know the sports history too, and wanting lifestyle specialty and stuff like that. So my my mind was always on sports. but I, I will say that the joints is seeming very appealing. So before we do wrap up, I just want to offer this time for any final gems, any other pearls of wisdom that you have for our listeners. There's definitely going to be a lot of people tuning in to kind of hear what you have to say. So any kind of fi- final gems that you have?
1: Uh, Bet on yourself. If you don't believe that you can, then you won't. Um, don't, tell, don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. You know, you are capable of whatever you put your mind to. So believe that as you go through a process every day, like, you know, you put in the energy, do the things that need to be done, it, it'll pay off. If you work hard, it'll pay off. I know that sounds cliche, but there's it, it, truth to it. And then, um, you know, have fun during the process. Like, there's beauty in the struggle kind of thing. Um, I almost started spitting info, but... There's beauty in the struggle, you know, because if you don't enjoy the process, if you're only only looking towards it, like, oh, my God. And I, I'm, I'm guilty of this right now, actually, because I want to be done. I'm trying to get paid. I want to like start my career, things like that. But like there's that moment means a lot more, especially whenever you're like, you know what it took to get there. Um, and the days go by a lot faster when you're enjoying where you're at, you know. So convince yourself to find joy in doing a 40 piece. Like, OK, like, how can I? Um, that's you were like how can I like beat my last score like or convince yourself to one thing I had to convince myself to enjoy this clinic like I hated clinic when I first started residency because it's just like I'm not here for that right I'm here to get active right but then like I got to a certain point like okay no I'm gonna take ownership of these patients like one day I'm gonna be on my own you know so let me like enjoy this process of getting to know this patient getting the history getting a diagnosis and coming up with a plan Um, and as you go through your your journey whether you're Undergrad, whether you're in your medical school, whether you're applying for the applying for residency, whether you just started residency, enjoy the, the moment, enjoy the process, enjoy where you're at, and then when you get to that next step, it'll be so much more fulfilling
0: oh thank you man i, I need to hear that too because sometimes i'm like man i'm so sick of med school right now i don't care about none of this i just want to <laughs> be in residency but then there's always going to be that next one you know like then once you're in residency if you bring that mm-hmm. mindset you're just gonna be like man i'm ready to be done and just do fellowship my subspecialty of interest and then after that yeah. i'm ready to be done you know whatever so uh, you know, staying present, sure. I think, is always something that's going to be beneficial for us throughout this role, man. But thank you so much, man. This was amazing. I hope that everyone listening enjoyed the conversation. I know that I did. For our listeners out there, be sure to stay plugged in because we're going to be having more incredible conversations with some of the dopest orthopedic surgeons out there, just like Dr. Banko. And again, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on the podcast. It really helps us out a lot. And see you guys in the next one.